Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. We thought of this fact that the Word of God is indestructible. Isaiah says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our Lord abides forever. Happy New Year, and welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe, Senior Pastor of Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today, we're getting off to a strong start in 2024 by thinking of the Bible as our foundation. John is going to challenge us as he shares how the Bible is essential to your life decisions, your growth, and your direction during the year to come. So now, let's join Pastor John Monroe for today's lesson. Happy New Year! As we look forward to 2024, all of us are likely thinking of what this new year will bring. For those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, we know that God is in control. He knows everything about everything including every detail of the coming year. I pray that you will have an unshakable foundation for 2024 so that whatever occurs, you will be steadfast. So, for this first broadcast of 2024, I want us to consider the unshakable pillar of the Word of God. Without a foundation, our worlds are easily rocked and we experience worries and fears and uncertainties. So I want to emphasize the importance of the Word of God. I trust you're part of a church which preaches the Word of God and that you're personally reading your Bible every day. When I was 16 years old, my parents started attending a small church in Scotland. And I remember on the back uh, of the wall of the church, there was a text which came from the book of Jeremiah. And it's from Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. And in these ancient days, uh, we read and had preached to us uh, the King James of 1611. And in good King James, the verse said this, He that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. That's from Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. He that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. In Jeremiah's time, as there is today, there were false prophets. Jeremiah writes about them. Uh, There were people who claimed to have visions, people who had claimed uh, to have all kinds of ideas and were propagating them to the people of God. And so here is a reminder by Jeremiah, and we need to hear it today, that those of us who handle this book, the Word of God, must do so faithfully. Why? The verse gives the answer. It is, says the Lord, my word. If it was my ideas, you could discard them, but we can't do that with the word of God. It is my word. And in the same passage in Jeremiah chapter 23, we read this, is not my word, that is the word of God, is not my word like fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Pictures of God's Word, like a fire, like a hammer breaking the rock in pieces. The supernatural power then of the Word of God. And that's why at church, in all that we do, it is focused on the Word of God. Uh, We want to declare that faithfully. We who preach and teach the scriptures are accountable to God. 
My question for you is, are you listening? Is it having any impact in your life? A blacksmith bought a new dog, and shortly afterwards, someone visited the blacksmith's shop, and the dog was barking fiercely as the blacksmith uh, was hammering uh, the uh, horseshoes on the anvil. The dog obviously didn't like it, and they kept barking and barking. As the individual would come in and out of the blacksmith shop over the days and the weeks, uh, the person remarked uh, that the dog was barking not so loudly and less frequently, until one day he goes into the blacksmith's shop and this blacksmith is hammering away with his hammer on the anvil, making these horseshoes, and the dog is soundly asleep. Silent at last. It, it no longer heard the hammer of the blacksmith. And I fear some of us may be like that dog. We've heard the word of God, and it just goes right over us. We say, well, we've heard that, we know that, and it does not have the impact. And our hearts may have become dulled, may have become hardened to the word of God. That's a very serious condition, isn't it? Several times in Scripture, we hear this statement. Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Today, you're going to hear the voice of God from His Word. I ask that you do not harden your heart. That means we must listen, uh, we must hear, we must listen, and we must do that with humility because it is the Word of God. First of all, I want to say that this Word, God's Word, can be trusted, absolutely. God's Word is truth. Turn in the book of Psalms, halfway in your Bible, Psalm 119, which is the great psalm on the Word of God, and to read uh, three verses there to establish that God's Word is truth. Psalm 119, verse 142. Psalm 119. You want to spend an hour thinking what God says about the Word? Read Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 142, your righteousness is righteous forever, and your law is true. Notice that. God's law is true. Verse 151, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Verse 160, the sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. How wonderful. Psalm is the saying that God's word is true. And Jesus makes that very clear in his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, where in prayer to his heavenly Father, he says to his Father, your word is truth. What a strong statement. Not just that it contains the truth or has some truth, God's Word is truth. God's Word is absolute truth. This is why we can trust it. Many people today believe there is no objective truth, just your private interpretations. 
They live in their own reality with their own rules in a world which believes it's not appropriate to tell anyone how to live. Parents are only to use positive reinforcement. Counselors and therapists are to be non-directive. People whose life may be a shambles, but you can't uh, tell them that what they're doing is wrong. Our experts in the social sciences are to be non-directive. But sensible people base their lives on truth, not on delusions, not on prejudices, not on wishful thinkings, not on what they would like to be true, but on the reality. When you go to your doctor, you want her to tell the truth about your condition. You want her to tell you the truth about the cure. You want your health to be based not on what you think, not on what uh, you read in a magazine, but on reality, on truth. This is truth and can be absolutely, absolutely trusted by you. Forever, O Lord, says the psalmist, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. That means that God is always dependable. That means that God is always trustworthy. We sang Psalm 121. That means that in my journey of life, whatever the circumstances, I could depend on God. No, God never falls asleep. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. You do. God never goes on vacation. You never contact God and he's not there. He never puts you onto voicemail. He's there, he's the living God. He's absolutely trustworthy. I heard of a man who thought this was very spiritual to begin his day by saying to God, hello God, how are you today? What a silly question. You don't need to ask God that question. God today is the same as he was 10 billion years ago. God today is the same as he will be for the countless ages of eternity. He's God, he's immutable, he does not change. Isn't it wonderful to put your trust in his unchangeable word? You change, I change. You sometimes give good advice, you sometimes give lousy advice. We're up and down. What? The experts say on any different subject changes. Science changes, medical technology changes. But God never changes. His word is always true. James says he's the father of lights with whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. No shadow with God. You ever speak to someone and you think, are you getting the whole truth here? They're in the shadows, a bit of truth, a bit of error, hiding something. God is never like that. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God's word is truth, therefore you can trust God. You can trust him and love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He'll never let you down. He'll never fail you. He's God, and his word is eternal. Now turn to John, John chapter 18 in the New Testament, the fourth gospel. And we will read what Jesus says about the truth. I've already quoted him from John 17, verse 17. Here is Jesus before the judge Pilate. John chapter 18, verse 37. Most of you know the setting. Pilate's a Roman judge. And Jesus is on trial. He's going to end up crucified. But here is Pilate. John 
18, 37, Pilate said to him, so you're a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king? For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Only God incarnate can say that. John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the truth. Here is God incarnate. He is absolute truth. And Jesus is making this astonishing statement, which only God could make. It is this, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate doesn't want to listen to the truth. He tries to avoid the truth. He tries to avoid making a decision. Truth is too costly for him. And at the end of the day, he doesn't choose truth. He chooses injustice, error, political expediency. He's more concerned with his career. He's more concerned what the Roman emperor thinks rather than the truth. So you regard the truth. The truth is good, but not if it conflicts with your well-being or your career or your standing in the community or among your family. Jesus says, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. You see, the kingdom over which Jesus the King rules is a kingdom of truth. And we who are part of the kingdom of God are to love the truth. It's a kingdom based on truth. Jesus is the truth. When we receive Christ, we're receiving the truth. And so Pilate hears this. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And that's one of the characteristic of the true follower of Jesus Christ, as opposed to the hypocrite. True Christians not only listen to the truth, they obey the truth. So Jesus says in John 10, my sheep hear my voice. Do you, do you, do you hear the voice of Jesus? You know this in your relationship with your family, with your friends, you love someone, you listen to them. You turn from them if you never listen to them. That's not a sign of love. A sign of love is that we listen to them. We like their voice. I can have people calling me from 6,000 miles away, and whenever they call, they don't need to introduce themselves. I recognize them by their voice. I love to hear their voice. Jesus is my sheep. Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do you get it? Not just hearing, but following. You want the truth? Truth is not arrived at by discussion. Truth is not arrived at by looking deep within, getting in touch uh, with your feelings. No, that can be very, very misleading. Listen to the voice of Jesus. He's the personification of truth. I am the truth. Don't base your life on a fantasy. Don't base your life on a superhero. Don't base your life on a feeling or an illusion or what you hear around you in, on the uh, social media. That is utter folly, foolish. Build your life on truth. Listen to Jesus. Everyone who's of the truth listens to my voice. That's why I think it is very, very important for us who are followers of Jesus to read and reread the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
You say, I know them. Read it. Listen to Jesus. See Jesus in action. Listen to his voice. See how he deals with different circumstances. Listen to his teaching. And we grow in our love for the Savior. God's Word can be trusted. God's Word also is life transforming. You know, this book is not just a book of stories. It's not just a book of morality. It's certainly not just a book of of, uh, principles for living, as some think. No, it is packed with the power of God. Listen to the writer of Hebrews. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the Word of God, are you listening? Is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's living, it's active, sharper than a two-edged sword. This word active means it produces results. It's not something just dead, it's not just an old book, no. This is God's word, it's eternal, it's living, it's powerful, packed with power. It's active in the sense that it produces results. It's effective, it's dynamic, and it's life changing. The power of the word of God penetrates in a way that no psychotherapist or psychiatrist or therapist or anyone else can. Our hearts can be so hard Our sins can be so deceitful. Our defenses and rationalizations can be so high that even those closest to us don't really know us. And we can put up our defenses and we have our secrets and we have our inner thoughts deep, deep within. And you can hide them from anyone. But here's the word of God. You're sitting there. And God's word comes and it penetrates you. Someone says to me, well, I didn't like uh, that particular message. Well, maybe the reason you didn't like it is because it was convicting. Was it cutting? Did it pierce right into you? You see, this comes from God, the Holy Spirit, who is alive. And our faith grows as we hear the word of God. Paul says in Romans 10, verse eight, what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord over all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. 
but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he's heard from us? Verse 17, so faith comes from what? Hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. You say, John, I'd like to believe. I'd like to have that faith that I trust in God as I go through life, as we sang that wonderful Psalm, Psalm 121. I'd like to live like that, but I don't have the faith. I wish I had the faith. How'd you get the faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. You hear the word of God, you believe it because it comes from God. And the Holy Spirit pierces and convicts your heart. And that way, as we test the word of God, our faith grows and grows. Paul says earlier in Romans 1 and Romans 3, as he tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, he says, let every mouth be stopped. That's it, you know what it is? We talk too much. You talk about your problems. I find that some people for years and years and years have gone for therapy and counseling and they talk and talk and talk about their problems. I'm not saying there's no value in that. I'm sure there is some. But before God, we need to stop talking. You know what we need to do? We need to hear. Are you a good listener to the Word of God? Is your spiritual ear attuned, sensitive to the Word of God? Are you, you a critic? You think you know better than the Word of God? You say, oh, I've heard this before. As we hear the Word of God, know what happens? There is life transformation. And down through the centuries, Millions of lives have been transformed through hearing and obeying the Word of God. Think of the Apostle Paul, persecutor of the church, a man who hates Christians, and he hears the Word of Jesus, and his life is totally changed. Think of a slave trader like John Newton, who hears the Word of God and is saved and can write of God's amazing grace that saved a wretch like him. Yes, the worst of men and women and boys and girls. Lives are transformed. You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and a message titled, The Unshakable Pillar of the Word of God. We'll continue with part two on tomorrow's program, but no matter what your New Year's schedule looks like, Remember, you can always find these messages and listen online anytime at theverdict.org. Here at the start of this new year, we want to help you grow spiritually and be clear on life's most important truths about God, eternity, and salvation. That's why we're offering a special booklet from John titled Eternal Security, Finding Certainty in a Chaotic World. In it, John shares a bit of his personal testimony, along with a careful examination of Scripture, to help us deal frankly and honestly with personal doubts and questions. This booklet is completely free by mail or download from our website. Just go to theverdict.org. And here at The Verdict, we're committed to sharing the truth of God's Word every day, not just in your local community, but to listeners all across the globe. And so as we begin a new year, We invite you to help us share these Bible lessons with people around the world by supporting our ministry with a gift of any amount. You can give your New Year's gift today by clicking on the Donate tab on our homepage or by giving us a call at 
833-551-2231. That's 833-551-2231. You can even send a check in the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe. Well, what's your verdict? What would you say is the foundation of your life? You may feel that your circumstances are secure, that your family is doing well. But isn't it the case that our world can be rocked so easily? Do you have the unshakable foundation of the Word of God? I can't overemphasize the importance of you reading, obeying, and living the Word of God. I challenge you to read the Bible for at least 15 minutes each day. Don't say you're too busy. Each day, be in the Holy Scriptures for at least 15 minutes. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.